podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Steve Cox sitting in for Nigel Rothband, and tonight I have two guests with me. I have one who's new, Arthur Jones. Good evening. And I have Edward Timpson, who is an old guest or has been on before. A couple of, couple of times, but uh, I'm, I'm still back. Yeah. Good to see you, Steve. And we've got a few things to talk about tonight. I think in, in a minute I'm going to ask Arthur to do the traditional introduce yourself and tell us all about your city life. And then we're going to talk about the two games we've had recently, which was the game against Preston. We've got the game against Everton that we've had this weekend. And then we can talk about Dinamo Zagreb. And then we'll go on to finish off with Wolverhampton Wanderers, which we've got next Sunday. So welcome, Arthur. Thank you. Can you tell us all about your city history, please? Well, crikey, it goes back uh, quite some time because I'm getting on a bit these days, um, even though I might not look it. Um, it goes back uh, probably when I was eight, my first uh, uh, football game. My uncle came knocking on the door at my parents' home and said, right, we're going to watch City. And that was my first introduction. I can't remember what the game was. Um, but as you get into it, you realise that the, the, the family is steeped in, in uh, sky blue. And um, when I was asking my, my, my dad about it, he said, well, he said, uh, he said my father had a, a trial for Man City before the First World War. Wow. So, and he was a minor then. So it was in the days when they played part-time. And um, so he went for this trial, and then the First World War broke out. So I remember saying to my dad, well, did he go and play for them afterwards? Dad, he said, no, no. He said, there was no call for one-legged footballers. He had his leg blown <laughs> off at the First oh. World War. It's rotten luck. So, yeah. So, my sort of earlier recollections, apart from the odd game as a, as a youth at, uh, at the scoreboard end at Main Road, is um, in the, the first glory days of the modern era, which is the City Bell Lee Summerby uh, uh, games. Excellent. Excellent. Well, so, we've had a good week ish. Preston in the cup. Edward, what were your thoughts on the Preston game? Well, I mean, I think we've, we've sort of got this down to a fine art, haven't we? These sort of early rounds of cup competitions where we blend youth with a, probably a bit more experience than other, other teams would put, put in yeah. for those games. But uh, I think I thought it was just a very professional performance. I think I remember, remember I was on last time, I was saying you know, it's not necessarily an easy place to go. Preston doing pretty well in the championship. Yeah, they are. Well-run yeah. club. Uh, you know, they can get the, get the noise going. Uh, but I, just, I, I felt it was we were well organised, well drilled. I think yeah. the, some of the, 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 young, the young players who came in performed admirably, showed some real quality, something to work with. It's a shame they're not maybe a few years down the line to fill some yeah. of the gaps that we might come on to that we've seen exposed yeah. in other games. Uh, but it was, it was a pretty sort of run-of-the-mill, uh, solid cup performance uh, away from home, which is yeah. never easy. Uh, and you know, I think you know, w- without tempting fate, there's a good chance that we can keep progressing through the the Carabao Cup. I think it's still called uh, towards yeah. what would be an unprecedented treble. But we'll see. Yeah. So Arthur, the first goal was scored by Raheem Sterling. Now, this guy sort of never ceases to amaze me. This year, mm. I mean, what what are your thoughts on Sterling? He had a great. It was a great goal that he scored. Yeah, I mean, I, I confess I didn't see uh, the, the game, um, but in terms of Sterling's quality, I think he's, um, I think he, he's got got better and better. Yeah. Um, I did have my doubts a little bit on Saturday um, in the Everton game, but um, notwithstanding that, I think he's he's just masterful now, and he's a, he's got to be the first name on the team sheet. 
I think he is one of those players where other teams are becoming more and more aware of his ability and I think they're trying to shut him down a little bit now. Mm. Unfortunately for them, with City, we've got a wealth of talent in other areas of the pitch. So if you shut one guy down, you leave space for a Kevin De Bruyne or a Bernardo Silva or a um, uh, Riyad Mahrez. So um, the Preston game finished... 3-0, 3-0, Edward. Mm. Um, I thought that we weren't really tested at all at the back with the two youngsters, Harwood Bellis and um, Garcia, seemed to be completely unstretched. Yeah, I mean, it was a great introduction in some ways to, to the first team football as a pair, as opposed to yeah. coming, I think Garcia's been in a couple of games uh, last season. Mm. Uh, Harwood Ballas, I think this is his first sort of full game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, 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 they were given plenty of time on the ball, uh, which... With a Guardiola team, you know you expect them to be good at that and find the, the passing range. But but what I liked was that they 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 didn't overplay it. You know yeah. they they did what they needed to do, um, which is make sure they don't make some terrible mistake at the back or slip or anything like that. Uh, but play, but play the right pass, uh, have a bit of vision. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I thought they they read the game well for the race, like seventeen and eighteen. I think they are. Yes, aren't they? that's right. Yeah. Uh, so so for the future, fantastic. Uh, we've just got this issue about between them and the current crop, and whether yeah. we need to do anything to try and supplement or enhance it in these the next few years. Because you know we're 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 looking for trophies. Our big problem at the moment is we can't do anything much before January now. So no. what we've got is what, what we've got, got, isn't it? Yeah, for the yeah. time being, and, um, it, and it seems that the, the, the mood music coming out from the club seems to be we're not going to be panic buying again in January. Uh, we're we're happy with what we've got. We like the challenge. Which is Guardiola's sort of philosophy, you know, we, it's it's another test that we need yeah. to come through. So I, I think that's probably a, f- a fair approach. Uh, you know, you always want to have someone else who can yeah. uh, take you up to the next level. But realistically, who who else is around who's better that's than we've true. got? I think the other player that stood out for me um, last week, actually, in that game, that's really put in a lot of effort, was Jesus, really. He seemed to be here, there, and everywhere. Um, I think he's, they've been sort of, he's been muted in the press, that he's a little bit frustrated that he's not getting a bit more game time at the moment, but he recognises that Aguero's in wonderful form. I mean, Arthur, do you think that that frustration might boil over, or do you think that he's kind of going to calm himself down a little bit and just knuckle down and get on with uh, taking his chances when he gets them. Yeah, I, th- I think he's already at that, that point now. I think he's got through that uh, early phase when um, you know, he, he felt that he had to play every game and his ego tried to prove himself. Yeah. I think he's, he's got a bit more mature. And, um, and that's, certainly I saw that uh, on, on the game, in the game against Everton on, on Saturday. Yeah, well, that, that brings us nicely into the Everton game on Saturday. I, we did our usual of scoring relatively early in the game, and actually I thought at that point, I thought, right, OK, we're on for a potentially another one. I didn't think we're on for potentially another 8-0, but um, I did think that you know perhaps we're on our way here. Um, what did you think, Edward, at that point? Because then Everton grabbed a goal back, which was... Yeah, yeah. Kind of, I mean, you know, you, we started like we wanted to, to start in those sorts of games. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been away to Everton matches in the past. And it never was, it never went well. <laughs> we were always on the back foot, uh, looked um, sort of, um, a little bit sort of all over the place. Um, the, you know, the 
the, 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 the ground itself, I think, ones that we've never really felt, sort of felt comfortable in. Uh, so we sort of turned that around, and at the start of the game demonstrated, I think, the, 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 depth, the difference in quality. Um, yeah. We you know, pinged the ball about, fast movement, running in behind the defenders. Uh, you know, the, um, that, that first goal, I mean, I know Gund- we had the Gundogan sort of miss from sort of half a yard or whatever, yeah. whatever yeah, it was. I, I, that would have been easier to score than it was to miss, yeah, I think. Yeah, we'd all fancied that one, I think. But, um, but that, that first goal was just the, sort of the, 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 the cream of, of, sort of, of what City are capable of with the, the, the Mares um, dink round, uh, I think it was Dino, or I think at the, the left yeah, back. Was, yeah. And then bringing it into De Bruyne, who just did another one of those just, first time, just, he just beautiful but I don't know how he crosses. does it. He just hits it first time, and it's per, absolutely perfect in such a way that if a defender touches it, the chances are it's going in the it's net. It's probably going in, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they, they're scared of it. They almost freeze. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's in that interesting part of the pitch, which I know is sort of being targeted, is that it's not right on the wings. It's sort of the next sort of square in, yeah. where De Bruyne has that ability just to whip mm. it. And not within sort of a few metres of where he wants to put it. He puts it exactly where it needs to go. That, you know, Jesus, there was very little room for him, to, yeah. for, the, for the ball to have got to him. But it did. It was just on a plate, 1-0, thank you very much. And from, from the, at that point, it looked like we were going to just roll through them to make, make a few more uh, quick goals and the game would be over. But as we know, Everton decided yeah. to come out of the traps. Yeah, so what, what were your thoughts at that point, Arthur? You know, we kind of, we'd, we'd gone 1-0 up. It was a good goal, good finish by Jesus. City looked comfortable, um, played the ball around for a couple of minutes and then Everton started to get a little bit more aggressive in, the, in their play and got a bit more of the ball. So what, what were your thoughts then on the goal and, and how that came about? Well, Everton's goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could almost see it coming, the way that they were building up the pressure. Because um, I thought for the first part of that first half we were very much in control it was the same old city you know as Edward said just pass the ball around knock it about and and uh, score more goals and then it was just so like we just eased off a little bit and allowed them into the game and Everton uh, you know are quite dangerous these days and that they're quite skilled um, and you could just see them just probing that defence they knew that defence was weak they were pushing down I think on uh, Otamendi's side rather than on uh, Fernandinho's side yeah. and um, you could just see that in that confusion that was gradually coming that we were probably going to let something slip well, I think, and I think it came from Zinchenko not closing the ball down yeah. properly missing it Otamendi and Zinchenko isn't a particularly great unit they don't tend to work together that well whereas Laporte I would have been a lot happier with Laporte next to Zinchenko Zinchenko looks a bit out of sorts mm. for me um, and then Fernandinho tried to clear that but failed miserably and didn't get his body position right and they end up chipping the ball and, and, and you know what looked like at, f- at first it looked to me as though potentially offside but when you review it back he was definitely onside when he started his run I think he's a cheeky little bugger because I think that was going in anyway um, from the dink. It was. Yeah, but you know, showed hunger, which you, know, you can't, yeah. you yeah. can't, can't fail, fail, fail them for that. But, I mean, you know, I really like Zinchenko, but he, there's just those occasions where his, uh, his, his body shape sometimes, his, uh, he's knocked off the ball. And I know, I know yeah. he's, he's got a little better at that, but it's just a weakness which, get, when it gets exposed, if you haven't got the likes of Laporte 
to, to cover for him. Yeah. I think that's where the gaps start to appear. And I'm, I'm, I'm a bit perplexed as to why Mendy's coming in and out of the team. I would have thought, you know, if he's fit, he's fit. He's, he's, I know he's been yeah. injured um, almost as many times as, as Vincent Company was when, when he, he was uh, City. But, you know, if he's our best left back, for me, that's the sort of game he should be playing in. Yeah, I mean, he came on towards the end of the game, didn't he, Mendy? He did, yeah. I, but I, I agree with you. I'm I'm a little bit surprised that Angelino, who actually is a right back, oh, sorry, left back, mm-hmm. Mendy is a left back. Why Zinchenko's being picked ahead of them um, in, yeah. a, in, in a game where really you kind of need your defence to be a bit more solid? Now, I'm not suggesting for one minute that Mendy is the most solid left back I've ever seen in my life yeah, because yeah. actually his defending is probably the weakest part of his game. Mm-hmm. However, he's probably a bit more aware of it than Zinchenko and a bit more physically, physically stronger. Yeah. Than, than Sinchenko so um, I don't know difficult one difficult one but we got ourselves back in it and I don't think I, at that point whilst I was a bit nervous when it was sat at one all I don't think I ever felt as though City were going to not prevail at some stage or other um, the second half we get a free kick and Mares um, superb goal yeah who, who some people were criticising I saw on some of the City forums people criticising him after which I, I couldn't quite get my head around because I thought Mares had probably one of his better games yeah. for City no, I, I would say that's one of his top three games yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he, ra- he, he ran a lot of the game. He, he was um, persistent in the tackle. You know, yeah. you know, he was doing what is expected of every player on the pitch to run back uh, and, and, and make sure that they perform their defensive duties. Um, some of his the confidence in his touch has, yeah. has grown. So, no, for me, along with De Bruyne uh, and Edison who I always champion when I come on, because you have to remember he made a couple of really important saves at crucial moments. What, what saves he should have made, but he did it nonetheless. Well, I think uh, at least one of those saves was a world-class save. Yeah. In the same league as Gordon Banks's save from Pele, in the, you know, the header down towards the corner. Yeah, and he tips it over the bar. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I yeah. think going, going back to Mares, I, I think he was unplayable for, for a lot of the game. And I think it showed in uh, towards the end because Everton put a lot of resources in trying to to keep him pinned back. Yeah, um, but he was for me he was unplayable. That, that, it it that wasn't the greatest free kick, but he hit it hard enough yeah. that it made Pickford sort of have to work to stop it. And and actually, if if the free kick had been at the other end, I think potentially Edison would have probably saved that. Yeah. But um, so I'm not trying to put all the blame at Pickford's door, and Mares did well to get it through the wall and hard enough that it may. But you know, at the end of the day, it was a very good goal and very well deserved. You know, he deserved a reward for it. And I, and I just wonder. I mean, this is sort of posing a question, really. I don't know the answer to it, but uh, with the new rules around uh, walls are for free yeah. kicks and where the defenders and the, op- and the uh, attackers can can stand so so city couldn't stand in the wall yeah so we had a couple of guys sort of slightly in front of the wall so sort of blocking where mara's eventually managed to they just push the wall through it's yeah a, it's a strange it's a strange little um it's a strange little thing that because mm. they're trying they're trying to stop that but you can't stop people from standing in front or behind so yeah, yeah. so i just wonder whether you know on the on the training ground they're trying to work work Possibly. around these new rules they actually this could be to our advantage i, I don't know i don't know that's why i posed the question well i th- i i think arteta and guardiola and the city players actually are probably clever enough to come up with some of those ideas and you've seen some of those little training ground routines that they do from time to time that obviously work yeah um yeah i i, I thought Mara's had a great game and, and i agree with you edison likewise fantastic game probably one of his best games in a city shirt more of a goalkeeping performance than 
you know, uh, the, what he Sweeper. normally does, where he's not normally necessarily tested. And, yeah, yeah he's, he just looks completely unflat. I think he got a ball from Zinchenko at one point that came out of the air... <laughs> And he seemed to just take just it down, control it. it. Yes. And even though he was being yeah. pressed, he just, he'd already identified exactly where he was putting it. And, yeah. and he did a no-look pass sort of yeah. slightly to his left, which, you know, Everton just didn't anticipate him, yeah. him doing. Yeah. No, you can't imagine Eric Nixon or someone doing that, can you really? No. <laughs> no, or even big old Joe Corrigan. Big old Joe, no. No. So um, then City went on to win 3-1. Three, three so fair result. Yeah, I think so. I think it reflected the, um, the the play during the game. I think we were a better side than Everton. Um, you, you know, they might have had their moments, but overall, we were a much better side, and the quality shone through. The bit, the bit that I take more from it than anything else is there would have been Liverpool fans sat there when it went to one all, relishing it, and to actually have them relishing it and then have that taken away from them by the end of the game. I love that. Mm. I just love it. I'd love it. Yeah, there was. So we were talking before we started recording about the game that uh, last season that Everton had against Liverpool. Yeah. They had that just freak goal at the end, and so yeah. so the boot was on the other foot for us. Then it was like, oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. But but just occasionally you need to sort of just throw it, throw it back in their direction. And think you know you've you've not got it in the bag. We're only six seven games in. Yeah, and, we're not going uh, away. A long way yeah. to go. Not any, to not any time soon. And, and we've hauled back bigger deficits from them in the past. So they, yep. they, will, they will have a bad run at some stage or other, I'm sure of it. Yep. A few injuries and things like that. So at that point, we're going to uh, take a break. Welcome back. So... Um, Tomorrow night, so we're recording this on Monday night. Tomorrow night, we're playing Dinamo Zagreb. Now, I don't really know a lot about Dinamo Zagreb. Um, anybody care to offer any thoughts as to how we think the game will go tomorrow? Or I think we should we should be able to beat Dinamo Zagreb. I know they put four pass was it Atalanta yes. in their first game. Um, again, I don't know a great deal about them, but they're meant to be one of the weaker sides in in, in the group that we're yeah. in. So, and we're playing at home. Uh, I can't see anything but a, a city win tomorrow but night. Let's let's hope we don't approach it like that, though, Arthur, because we tend mm. to sometimes we we get a little bit lapse in games where someone would go into it saying that we really ought to win that game. We sometimes look a bit too relaxed. We need to go. We need to go hammer and tongs and get a goal. If we get a goal, then you take the you can see the life go out of um, opposing teams. Yeah, I think we should. We need to get early goals. Uh, I think we need to go at them in the way that we did um, recently against Watford. We get one, you know, go for another one and go for another one. Don't don't yeah. let up. Now, I, I understand that De Bruyne didn't actually do any training today, Edward. Oh. So, do do what would how would you think we would cope without De Bruyne in in that sort of game? Well, I mean, inter- interestingly, the Everton game, David Silva was on the bench. Bernardo Silva was on the bench. Yeah. Uh, I think to be fair to Maris, he probably earned a, a, a first. Uh, first team start and it's a quite a nice conundrum to have but I suspect those two are being kept for tomorrow night's game yeah. uh, if, so if De Bruyne is not playing never ideal no. but if you're going to have replacements the two silvers I think are, are not a bad two silvers make a gold don't they, they do mm-hmm. they yeah. do yeah. yeah but I think it's a really important game I think yeah, it's the s- second of the group stages everyone assumes we're I think we were saying last time we were 99% in some stat, likely to go through into the knockout yeah. rounds. But I think if you can just put a, a, another good home win on, on the board, get, get up to six points, 
takes into the next phase of important league matches and just takes it takes pressure off you know if you if we ended up drawing the game or yeah. god forbid lose it it just starts all the doom mongering again and people saying we haven't got a decent defence and I, th- I think the assumptions always start with the Champions League that you have to win your home games and, mm. and for me I think that rings true every time anything you get away from home in the Champions League then you look at as being a bonus but the only way to really qualify for the next round is to make sure you win your home games and we seem to have a habit of doing that but I just mm. hope we don't make too much hard work of it I'd like mm. us to actually go into that tomorrow and make it a nice easy cruise with nobody getting injured so that we've you know got all our resources available for the next few league games just to really ramp the pressure up on, on, on Liverpool yeah, in, in some ways you want it to be a game that we don't really remember by the end of the season because it's sort of passed off with that incident. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, it'd be nice to have another 6-7-0, uh, particularly you know, if, you're, if you're at the ground, there's nothing better than getting up and down that. You see, uh, not, maybe not five in 18 minutes. but Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean, you, you look at um, Shakhtar um, last year. Yeah. I was up at the, the home game against Shakhtar and I had never predicted that we would make that much mincemeat of them given how difficult they were to play in their own ground and how they difficult they were to play against the first time we met them yeah the absolutely before. absolutely they're not mugs no. but we seem to be we seem to do quite well against that sort of team and Dinamo are a, a kind of team I think in that ilk or that that mm. kind of mould so mm. what would be your predictions for tomorrow guys Arthur I think it's going to be 3-0 Okay, Edward? Uh, I have a sneaky feeling that they might get a goal against us. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go 4 1. Damn, I was going to go 4 1 as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'll back you up on that. Right, yeah, good. Gonna, yeah. Can yeah. I just say, when you were talking earlier about who was on the bench on Saturday, who might be saved for tomorrow night's game? Yeah. No mention of Foden. No, Foden, mm. uh, I saw him play against Preston last week, and, and he had a decent game, but Foden didn't quite look right to me not quite on the top of it at the moment now I know he's had a bit of a, an illness so whether he had a yeah. bug or a virus or something like that and he's just sort of making his way back from it but he didn't really seem to be bang on bang on form however given the fact that he played last week he was completely missed out or looked over, overlooked for the weekend perhaps he will play tomorrow especially if De Bruyne is not there and he might want to give a rest to one of the Silvers potentially David hasn't got the legs that he once used to have but he's still got the brain there yeah if if he's fit I'd be surprised not to see Foden at least on the bench uh, for tomorrow night Uh, I think he's good enough I would agree, and I think probably we'll start with Aguero tomorrow because yeah. um, Jesus started at the weekend, and Jesus will probably come on for Aguero at some point or other if we've actually done the business yeah. uh, to give him his, his opportunity. So uh, we're all predicting a pretty good win tomorrow in uh, Manchester, which I hope, I wonder if it'd be rainy Manchester or, well, normal, normal rainy Fine, Manchester. Likely, isn't it? But, yeah. uh, but, my prediction last time was 3-0 away win at Norwich, so uh, don't, don't put too much, um, um, too much faith in, in what I say. But uh, the, the, other, the other, going back to the, sort of the Liverpool sort yeah. of the psychology, and of course they lost their opening game. They did. Uh, albeit away. So, so that's going to be another one to look at. If they, if they don't win at home, yeah. they're going to start worrying about that, and that might just affect, if, affect if some it's of, one of If it's one of their priorities this year, that's the thing. That's true. You know, yeah, I mean, I they tend to expect to win at Anfield. They don't tend to expect to do anything else, do they? They're, they kind of that's their fortress, and yeah. they like to build that. Um, yeah, I think their priority is probably the league this season. I think it has to be. You know, they 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 won in a cup 
triumph last year, but they haven't shown that they can perform from one end of the season to the other yet. They did very well last year, but they dropped the ball at some important points and yeah. let us in. Well, they, they just didn't win enough games, did they? And, you know, people I know who are Liverpool fans yeah, last season would say, well, we, we only lost one game. Yeah, but they drew the a way, Yeah, exactly. That's the wrong way to look at it. You didn't win enough games. Yes. You know, you have to win the games to be able to, to win the Premiership. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we missed in games that we equally should have won. The game against Liverpool at Anfield, mm. if had anybody other than Mahrez taken that penalty, potentially we would have won that as well and been four points clear of them. So, yeah, you never know, do you, really? It kind of goes around and comes around and you have to see where you go. So we're predicting a win tomorrow night. be interesting to see the other results. Like you say, we were the only English team to win in the last round Mm. of matches. Mm. Um, Everybody else lost or drew. Um, So I think we're going quite well, actually. Europe, Europe has got to be on our target list this year, hasn't it? Yeah, it has to be, uh, and that's not to say it's. Uh, I think above the, the Premier League. For me, it's you know we need to be gunning for both. It's on of a them. par, isn't it? it is, it's, I think it's on a par this season. Um, you know, Guardiola, he's got this season, next season, he's running out of seasons. Yeah. Uh, so from from his point of view, I think he he won't want to leave City without having got the full cabinet of, of trophies, including yeah. the Champions League. And he hasn't League. won the, uh, the Champions League either, has he, for quite a number of years? No. No, he, had a, no, he hasn't. A few no, yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we, can do, we can do the result. I mean, at the end of the day, win the game tomorrow and we're looking good for qualification yeah. for the next round. Um, it's then about making sure we finish first so we get a, a potentially favourable draw. Although there are some, some clubs we could end up drawing if, they fin- you know, if Real Madrid finish second in their group. I don't know as I'd really want to fancy going up against Real Madrid that early in the competition. But yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's some, been some sort of strange permutations that can come out after the first, well, you've first got, round. You've got PSG and Real Madrid in the same group. Yeah. Potentially one of those is going to finish first and one of them is going to finish second. That's yeah. th- those are the two most likely candidates to come out of that group. Which And they're two teams we could end up playing because there's no reason why we can't, if you, if you see no, what I mean. No. But likewise, they won't want to play us. So No, that's true. That is true. Nobody, nobody wants to play us these days, do they? <laughs> <laughs> so um, when we move on from that, we've then go. We've got the weekend game on Sunday afternoon that is at two o'clock. Two o'clock or something. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. Two o'clock mm-hmm. Sunday kickoff. That's TV not on. Time. Not. But it's not on the TV. That's the thing. It's not on the TV. So it's TV it's time, but not on the TV. Mm. Mm. Uh, can't get my head around that. Is it because Wolves play in the Europa League on Thursday? Would that be why it's been moved to Sunday? There, there, there may be some sort of uh, rule around recovery time between games and they have to move it forward by a few hours so it meets yeah. that. I, mean, I, I, I don't know, that, but that's the only thing I can think of is that they, they can insist that it's a slightly early point so they can get back to um, you know, uh, the black country um, and have a, have a full day's rest the next day. Uh, but it does seem a bit, a bit odd. Um, yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it does end up taking up your whole Sunday as a, as a, as a consequence, so it better be worthwhile. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Um, Wolves last year um, beat them comfortably at home, but we drew with them away. That was the bolly handballed yeah, goal yeah. that this year probably well wouldn't be allowed, no, actually, because no. they would review that and they would see with VAR that whether he intentionally or unintentionally hit it with his hand, it shouldn't be a goal or shouldn't stand. Um, so, what do we think about Wolves this year? They're, they're struggling. I think they're, they're one of the W's with Watford that haven't actually got a W in their um, column yet. 
That's right. I think they might be second or third bottom, I think, now, aren't yes. they? Yes. And uh, they, they are struggling this year. I think they're probably struggling because they've got Europe yeah. games. And they've played, I, th- I read a start in the paper at the weekend that they played 15 games so far this season. Yeah. That includes their qualifiers for the, the uh, Europa League. So they're probably feeling the pinch a bit, I think, in terms of their stamina and the fit. And, uh, the, the way that they can uh, normally like to approach always, games. Always seems to be... Um, I, I don't know where this... It's not a myth, because it seems to ring true, but teams in the Europa League always seem to struggle in the league the weekend after. Mm. I've not really seen many examples of teams in the Europa League actually doing that well in the Premier League of the weekend. Burnley last year were in the Europa yeah. League. They struggled compared to how they had the previous year, whether it's recovery time, whether it's mm. getting the balance of playing the right team yeah. on the Thursday night and having to play again. Why don't we move, you know... But they also tend to be teams that don't have uh, as as much strength in depth as the the top six. And I think, in the main, and I think that's possibly one of the reasons as well. Yeah, well, generally, they've kind of... They've qualified for something they might not have expected to qualify Mm. for. And, you know, you, you could actually argue that... You go back a few years, the team that did the best in the Premier League was the one that hadn't qualified for Europe at all. Chelsea won the league purely because they were able to field exactly the same team week in, week out. Yeah, very few injuries. And rest in between time. Yes, yeah, and when Conte, the the year after, the same guy that had won it the year before, had an appalling season purely because Chelsea were were in Europe and he had injuries and all sorts to contend with and discontent. So, um, what do we think? What's the kind of... uh, Well, I mean... Wolves, a bit, a bit of the, a bit of the mystery's gone from Wolves. They were, I mean, you know, they played some really good football yep. last season. Um, actually, enjoyed watching them. Uh, yeah, they're quite dynamic, quite direct, skillful. Uh, I just think they look a little bit, a little bit sort of lacking in ideas this season, which is strange considering sort of the, uh, you know, the, some of the quality we saw last season. And maybe look, at, I think the fifteen games. Um, Maybe made them look a bit leggy. Do you know the strangest thing about Wolves, I think, is that they're one of those... They've got someone in their sort of squad, their makeup, their manager, who they always insist on calling him Nuno Espirito Santo, whereas yeah. they don't call him, like, Guardiola. Guardiola is nearly always known as Guardiola. Sometimes they mention him, but in the commentary, it'll be, oh, Guardiola this, Guardiola yeah, that. Yeah. It's always Nuno Espirito Santo. A bit like when you... If, if you <laughs> happen to catch... United, they always call... There's only one McTominay in the United squad, but they always seem to call him Stock, Scott McTominay instead of um, McTominay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never quite understood that. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's something that's in his contract. That <laughs> perhaps, it, perhaps it is, yeah. Perhaps, perhaps it's the commentator, has to, the commentator has to do. So do we see any danger from Wolves on Sunday? I guess that's the question I'm asking, Arthur. Well, I think they've got... Uh, enough skill in, in their attack to press our, our defence yep. and I think that's possibly where um, any opportunities will arise for them, I think otherwise yep. we'll keep them pinned back but any opportunities they get to, to break out they will test our, our defence it's, it's almost a known now isn't it that do, we have a weak in defence Do, do you think we might rotate that defence at some point though because can we risk playing Otamendi and Fernandinho every week at the moment do, do we think that there's a, a risk to doing that because if we get one of those picks up an injury now if, by not getting a decent 
recovery, then do we not risk actually being one more defender down? And then at the, 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 you have to play Howard Bellis or Garcia. You've got really no choice in it because there isn't anybody else that can fit in there unless you move Rodrigo back, which is obviously not ideal because then you lose his ability in midfield. Well, there was some talk, wasn't there, about um, putting uh, Kyle Walker yeah. uh, as a centre-back and, and bringing got, in Cancelo. Which... You know, so that would shake up the, uh, the the back a little bit, wouldn't it? Which I wouldn't argue about mm. that. Although Walker is 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 sometimes apt to the odd brain fart. I mean, I like him. He's a really good defender, and and I think his pace when he he overlaps down the wing is absolutely mm. stupendous at times. And you know, people think he's past it. I don't think so. I still think he's a really good player. I, I you know, I, I'm not always a hundred percent convinced by him as a steadying hand in central defence when he's playing left back or, or right back whichever he chooses generally right back mm. he, he, he can sometimes get away with the odd yeah. little mistake but you can't really do that from central defence yeah I'm not I'm not sure his reading of the game is so consistently strong that that, that position because I think he played once there for England didn't he recently yes. and um, he wasn't in the last squad so I don't know <laughs> whether those two things are related or not I don't know but uh, you can argue it both ways with the sort of Otamendi-Fernandinho uh, pairing. You might want to say, actually, we need to give them game time together so they get that rapport and they, 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 they know how each other are going to play. Yeah. Uh, but, but also, I agree with, agree with the, the, the fact that you know, they're not going to be able to play every game. Uh, Fernandinho 33, 34, as we know. Uh, Otamendi can be in and out himself with injuries. He gets um, muscle, muscle problems. So we do need to, I think, come up with a different solution or um, permutation which we, which is tried and tested what that is I don't know I'm sure Pep's going to want to try something out at some point but I think I'd like to see Cancelo play a mm. bit more I, I was impressed with him when I saw him uh, yeah. uh, a week last Saturday and um, it, for me he's, he's the thinking man's Kyle Walker Yeah, in that he reads the game better I think you know Kyle Walker is very yeah. uh, adept very skillful and very, and very fast but I think Cancelo's got something extra the one, the one player that's really surprised me, actually, since coming into the squad is Rodrigo. He, oh, he is, excellent. He, his reading of the game is fantastic. He got pinged for a foul at the weekend that when you look at it and you watch it back, there's no way on earth should that have been mm-hmm. given as a foul because he got the ball 100% of it. And he was just stronger than the Everton player who tried to come through him to get the mm-hmm. ball. So I don't know how the referee saw it the way that he did. But his reading, he's a fantastic yeah, player. Yeah. Absolutely. They were showing um, Match of the Day. I saw the analysis on Match of the Day. And they were showing him and how he read the game and how he almost pulled people in before putting a pass through three or four players to his in, the intended recipient. Fantastic replacement for yeah. Fernandinho. And, and if you remember, we were in the market for Fred, yeah. went United, we are in the market for Jorginho, who he's got a bit better at Chelsea, but... If I was going to choose one of those three, based on what I've seen over the last uh, three, three months or so, yeah. it would be, be Rodrigo, oh. for sure. Yeah, we've got the best. He's head and shoulders above the other two. Yeah. So I, I think just to finish up now, if we've done a prediction on the midweek game, I think we ought to do a prediction on the Wolves game as well. So, Arthur? 3-1. Uh, 3-1. Three 3-1 one. City. Three one City. I'm going to go 2-0. I think it's going to be a bit more, bit, bit more difficult to break them down. I'm going to go 3-0 City. I think for that and on that note I'd like to thank Arthur Jones Edward Timpson thank you for your contribution tonight and this is uh, Steve Cox signing off from the Man City Show
This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.